When I say psycho, you say therapy. Psycho. Psycho. You guys aren't very cooperative. Welcome to Psychotherapy. I am your host, Jet Dunlap. This is episode one of season two, but I'm not going to do that to you. It's actually episode 15-9. 15-9! Great job, Jet! 15-9. It's episode 59 of the overall show. And it is the first episode of 2020. So, welcome. Today's episode is about what you want it to be about. Whatever it is, just think it and it'll be about that. It's, of course, about New Year's resolutions and weight loss. Ugh, another one of those yet? Yeah. I keep reading these books that parallel this show, but written by experts who've, you know, got things called doctorates. I have uh, quotations I'm doing with my fingers. And PhDs, which is the same thing, you moron, and are doctors of doctoring. I call myself a doctor now on the show, so Dr. Jet will explain that later. I read about the subjects that I inform people on continuously and talk to experts to make sure that at least the majority of what I'm saying is based in some kind of reality, just so you know. So with that, you know, just to explain why it's about weight loss is that all of these books, all these experts constantly come back to what's plaguing your mind the most, and that ends up being your physical body. Because if you don't have that in check, it's really hard to have everything else in check. And so it kind of starts there. And so with the new year, it made sense to address that. Now, you longtime listener, you, that one, this might bother you, but you're only one person, so that's okay. For the rest of you, I'm tackling a topic that when I put this on Facebook or Instagram, this episode will help you guaranteed to uh, fight those unwanted pounds. There is something that I mentioned in this show that I don't actually end up answering, and that is about Weight Watchers. And I said I had a bone to pick with Weight Watchers. The only bone I have to pick that is funny, because you're hearing in the future now a question that I asked in the past, later in this episode, is that I don't like the fact that they call themselves WW now. They don't call themselves Weight Watchers. And this is the biggest bunk. Now, I do recommend Weight Watchers later. And you won't care about this. Just something for me. They got rid of Weight Watchers because people were sensitive about the fact that they were, like, calling people out on being heavy, which is ridiculous, Okay. Just get over that. If you're going to Weight Watchers, you're not there because you're too skinny. I went in there because I was 60 pounds overweight. So the fact that there was a problem there is hilarious. And that the marketing people decided to call it WW, which sounds like you're 80% done with telling someone a website as opposed to a place that has helped millions of people get fit. Anyway, so that's my rant about Weight Watchers, but it's still a good thing. And I talk a little bit about that simply because it was a part of my process. No endorsements, just what worked for me. I am Jet Dunlap. This is Psychotherapy, episode 59. Thanks for stopping by, and welcome to 2020. Welcome, and happy 2020. This is season two of Psychotherapy, and I am your host, Dr. Jet Dunlap. That's right, this year I'm going to refer to myself as a doctor. Not publicly, but, uh, well, I guess you're public. 
I'm, what I mean by that is I won't refer to myself as a doctor uh, at my <laughs> doctor's office. In my head, I was picturing the doctor's office as being the office that I own and having patients in, but I wasn't really able to articulate that without the background. So the joke wouldn't have been as funny if I'm like, I'm going to refer to myself as a doctor to my doctor. Yeah, so the doctor jet is in, and it's a whole new year. It's a new season of psychotherapy. I think we made 58 episodes last year, which is pretty good, especially considering we came in in June. And who are you talking about? We, Jet, you got a mouse in your pocket? Well, joke's on you. I have three mice in my pocket, and they're all alive and well. But uh, yeah, so 58 episodes, and uh, like six or seven of those were decent. So that's a pretty good ratio. This year, we're going to try and do half as many. Now, we'll, obviously, we'll have a longer season because we're starting at the beginning of the year. Pretty exciting. Obviously, you know if you're a listener of this show, it is a little bit arbitrary to think that you will be different just because there's a new year. However, if it is something that works for you, it's not arbitrary at all. Isn't that kind of fun? So whether it's your birthday, which usually works, I don't know if it works more for me. I think that, yeah, I mean, it's easier for me to look at my accomplishments over the last year based on my calendar year. (laughs) which is another way of saying birthday, than it is the new year. But the new year is also a great way to do it. So as much as I am cynical of the idea of new year, new me, I guess it's a great place to start if that's where you're going to start. Yeah, let's go positive on this one for a second. The good thing about the new year is it has this kind of collective consciousness of people who are excited about this clean slate. God, I want to go into the fact that just another day on a calendar is kind of arbitrary and that the trees and the hawk and the cactus does not know what year it is or day it is. It is just now, as Eckhart Tolle would say. That's not an Eckhart Tolle impression, but uh, it is an impression of something. There is no time. There is no time if you're a person who understands that. But let's keep it. Let's keep it on the uh, 101, right? The basic. So a new year... You get to say, all those things I did last year that I didn't like, I'm going to change. And for many people, that actually happens. One of those people is my father. My dad has been sober for 20 years. 20 years, and he did that on January 1st, 2000. He liked it because it was, you know, nice and tidy. He's a, uh, he's a guy who likes his things organized. That was a great thing for him, and that was a thing that made it easier because there was a significant milestone. So any time that you start is good when you're starting on something that is positive. So if the new year is that for you, or if you're still dragging your feet a little bit, it's not even, you know, five days into the year as of my recording of this, you still have so much time to set a new precedent in your life that starts in January of 2020. So it'll be easy to track which for us as humans is always fun. Not only a new year, but a new decade, if you believe in that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to start a conspiracy saying that I don't believe in new years. Uh, I just, you know, okay, no bitterness. No bitterness, only sweet. So, yeah, if it's diet like the rest of the world, great. I will give you a little tip on that in a second. If it's drink more water, which is another one, uh, there's not much to be said there. Just drink more water, okay? Just do it. 
You want to make more money, which is another one. I want to save more money. I want to explore the things in my life that I've been just not doing. All those things are great. You can start that right now, even if you came off of what you had promised yourself at the beginning of the year. Now, that's kind of the topic I want to get into, which is you will not be able to maintain any kind of successful routine, which will turn into a habit, which will turn into your lifestyle, which will turn into who you are, unless you're able to forgive yourself for the mistakes you make along the way. You wouldn't know it if you saw me right now, if you could actually look straight at me, because my beauty is so overwhelming. But if you looked at me right now, you wouldn't realize, or you probably wouldn't guess, that three short years ago, I think it's three, maybe 2016, uh, four. I'm not good at math. When was 2016? Four years ago. So uh, I just checked. Is 2016 four years ago? Yeah, it's four years ago. Okay, so he says it's four years ago, so it was four years ago. Um, that's John Balcony. Uh, so four years ago, I have a great picture that I should put as the show picture for season two, this episode. And it's me with my big fat gut out in my largest pair of trousers. And I'm holding a glass of scotch. And at the time, I think I weighed 212 pounds and my body fat was all. When I did that test, it said all. My bones were fat. My thoughts were fat. My hair was fat. So I was all fat all the time. Today, I don't know exactly what I weigh, but I lost all that weight, got down to about 150. And so somewhere around 60 something pounds loss. And now I put some weight back on and muscle, but no one wants to hear about that. So get ready for summer shirtless pictures of me. Start marking your calendar off. Here he comes. I'm so excited. Jet done laugh. This guy I've never seen before. I want to see him shirtless. Oh, ego, my old friend. Sometimes it can help you. There's another kind of sideways tip is that your ego can be a motivator, but it also can be your absolute worst enemy when it comes to staying on track for fitness. So anyway, I said all that stuff about my weight loss for a very important reason. When I decided to... <laughs> get off that train that was going to the end of my life at a premature age and get healthy. And I had so many health issues that were, you know, wrapped into that eating pretty much whatever I wanted. I still worked out, but it wasn't doing much good. Eating whatever I wanted, drinking all the time. I had so many health issues, back issues, mental issues. Uh, I mean, at one point I was hearing voices. So I was, I was deep down the rabbit hole, if I could have fit in the rabbit hole, but like Winnie the Pooh, I couldn't have. Um, rabbit. Remember that character, Rabbit, Winnie the Pooh? I'm thinking about him now. <laughs> or the mole. Hi there, Pooh. Not a good mole impression. Um, so the reason I bring that up is that I wasn't able to lose that weight over a period of about two years. Because I used to utilize this trick. And there wasn't much to it. When I was in my 20s, so let's just say now I'm 30. When I was in my 20s, I could crash diet, meaning I could just stop eating for a week and start working out really hard and lose weight. Now, I had never gone as high as I had in 2016, but uh, I could just lose weight pretty quickly. You know, some of us could do that. But when I was 
in the situation I was in in 2016, nothing I was doing was working. And instead of doing what most of my friends have done, in case you don't hear me knocking there, buddy, my friends who constantly come over to me every single time I see them and go, this year, this day, I'm going to start. They ask us all the questions, Gina and I ask us all the questions about how to get in shape. How do you do that? What do you eat? And then they persist to not do anything different. And I'm talking about people who've done this for like 20 years. But I had only gotten off track for about three years. But it was, it was when I get off track, I go hard. Like I said, binge drinking, binge eating, and binge watching The Purge. That's the only thing I watched. I just did that for the joke purposes, that you could binge The Purge. I think there's like three of those, isn't it? Yeah, I just saw the other one. <laughs> Here we go. So the tricks that were working before to get me thin did not work. Now, the reason I brought up my friends and went off on that tangent is that they are still trying to attack their issues of weight loss with the mind that they started to gain weight with. So let's say you started to gain a lot of weight at 26, 25, doesn't matter. Um, You're still looking at the ways to lose that weight through that mindset. Now, what I did, and I don't think I talked about it much last year, was I ashamed As a matter of fact, I'm not ashamed at all. But the way I lost my weight was I looked at the people in my life who had struggled with this before and had made lasting gains. So not just someone who, like me, was good at yo-yoing because he just used massive willpower to turn that ship around, but someone who had sustained a level of fitness for a long period of time. And that, oddly enough, was my mother. And she had been a member at the time of Weight Watchers for about eight years and she kept the weight off and you know she wasn't like the size of a school bus or anything not a big school bus (laughs) she actually wasn't that I mean she was she was heavy for herself you know no one needs these tangents take the tangents put them in the tangent garage close the tangent garage door and weld that door closed okay tangent door is closed So she was heavy and she hadn't been for eight years and she was always going to the meetings and staying up with it, which I thought was really cool. So as a person who is, let's say, I don't know, early 30s, just for argument's sake, I said, well, the things that have worked for me before haven't, so I must change. So I walked into Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers is not paying me anything for this, okay? Uh, They are in no way an endorser and in no way do I benefit from it. Um, just like this show, in no way do I benefit from it. (laughs) But uh, so I went in and I got to tell you, just like you'd expect, I was the youngest person in my gender. And only, I think, one other guy was there who was male. And, And he was with his wife. But I wasn't worried about that. I knew I needed to change. I knew it worked for my mom. And even though she's a woman who's older than me, I know the human body isn't that different. And if there's a system out there that works for someone, it's probably going to work for another. And so I went in with an open heart and, uh, and I worked the system. But one of the most important things that they said when I got in there was from my leader, Rose, who just recently quit after 27 years, was that they said, you can't get mad at yourself for falling off the wagon. This is an alcohol thing, but for falling off in general, let's not put it in wagon terms because the on the wagon, off the wagon thing always confused me. But you can't get down on yourself because people don't get fat from overeating one meal. What causes them to get fat 
is the shame, the guilt, the sadness, the depression that comes after those moments of weakness. And they kind of drilled that in your head. And the point system that they use is not for me to teach you. Uh, it's pretty simple. If you want to join Weight Watchers, I'm sure they have a great January program, and I do recommend them. I have one bone to pick with them in a second, but uh, I'll get to that when I get to that. But it was incredible, and I stayed with it. The point is, is that... No, no, let's not let's not give you the, uh, the short version. I went in, and I was very discouraged. I took before pictures of myself. I knew I had to do this because I needed to turn my life around because I was unhealthy. I was in a group full of people who understand or understood what I was going for. (laughs) I was in a room full of people who understood what I was going for and could sympathize and empathize with my situation, and that helped. And every time I would talk about a story where I'd say, hey, you know what I did this week is I didn't eat anything uh, to fill my points. I would drink my points, and everyone laughed. And then eventually, pretty quickly thereafter, I quit drinking. And have been sober for over 800 days now. Yay for you, Jack. You're so good. Um, But uh, it was hard at first. You know, those first two pounds, those first three pounds, they're hard. And then the 10 pounds and then the 20 pounds and whatever the case is. And then I remember at one point my aha moment was not ha-ha moment, but aha moment was when Rose had this competition. And I don't remember what it was we could win. I didn't win it. I didn't want it. But it was whoever could lose three pounds a month for three months would win this prize. And I thought, three pounds a month? I'm the great Chad Dunlap. I can lose three pounds in five minutes. But it wasn't what you lost inside that month. It was what you weighed at the end of the month. So do I need to give you an example? I will, just because I'm going to play to the average, okay? So you super intelligent people who understand how a month works, just bear with me. Let's say it was the beginning of May. You'd weigh in. And then you'd weigh in again <laughs> at the beginning of June. I almost forgot what month comes after May. So, okay. Anyway, then you'd weigh in at the beginning of June. So let's say I weighed 192. And then in June, I weighed 192. If I had lost 10 pounds inside that month, it didn't matter. What mattered was what I had at the end of the month. And here's what happened. I couldn't do it. And it blew my mind. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I would think about losing weight when I'd leave the meeting. I'd be really positive about it. I'd go on a Sunday. Monday, I'd feel pretty good. Tuesday, I'd feel okay. But then later on that week, I'd lose it. And I was weighing the same. I think I went like five months. And I'm like, what? I wasn't able to lose three pounds in five months? And one day... I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I'd looked in the mirror before, but this one particular day was important. I said, is this who Jet Dunlap is? And maybe you've had that moment. Maybe you'll have that moment. Or maybe I'm helping you get to that moment. You look in the mirror and you say, is this who I am? And maybe you have to do that shirtless. Maybe you have to do that with a clown. I don't know your process. That's my process. But I looked at myself and I saw my... (laughs) myself because it was a mirror (sighs) this year's not that different from last year okay as far as my nonsense I looked at myself in the mirror and I I didn't like what I saw and then I started running 
and then I started working out, and then I started losing that weight continuously. I think it was about 190. Uh, remember, I started about 212. I got down to one like 60, and then lower. Now, did this happen overnight? It did not. Uh, did it happen all at once? No. Was it all easy? No. When I first started running, I took a picture of myself and sent it to my brother and Gina. And it was like me muffin topping like you wouldn't believe. My love handles were so lovely, no one couldn't fall in love with them. And I felt silly. I felt stupid. I felt fat. I felt ugly, but I kept running. And that changed everything. And that started at the beginning of a year. And one of the reasons I started at the beginning of the year was because the same reason that most people do, which is we're going to overeat during December and uh, January's <laughs> January's kind of the Monday morning of the year, right? And so I said, okay, I'm going to turn this around, and I did. But the whole point of that story was for you to understand that the times where I screwed up and ate too much, drank too much, made mistakes, I went into and talked to a group of people, and they demystified it, and they made it feel less significant. And therefore, because I wasn't blaming myself and getting down on myself and saying, poor me, or what a horrible person I am, and I'm so uniquely bad, because that wasn't happening, I was able to continue and sustain. One of the other hard things about a New Year's resolution or any kind of resolution is that when you're at the beginning, it's really hard to see the end. I think as we get older, that's easier. Because the older you get, the more you understand the benefits of time and compounding uh, the calendar to your benefit. But when you're younger, it's a little harder. So for those young folks like myself, you just have to look at someone that's not you. Maybe it's someone you follow on Instagram, which would be a little harder, but let's say that's the only choice you have. Their process, look at their befores and afters. Don't look at people who are a part of a program or a part of something that they're trying to sell. I liked Weight Watchers because since I think I paid for Weight Watchers twice, because the program was lose 10 pounds on them. And then once you hit your goal weight, which for me was 180, as long as you go in once a month, then you don't have to pay. So I think it's almost, I think it is three years, which is funny because I'm still 30 years old. Yeah, I haven't paid, but like one or two times. So you just have to weigh in once a month. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and recommend Weight Watchers. I don't get paid, any of that stuff. But like AA to me, that kind of group reinforcement and that community is so important. And I think what they've done for the people in those rooms, especially the ladies I got to know over the years, has been so tremendous and so life-affirming that, uh, that it's worth my actual recommendation. What do you think of that? You know, Oprah gets paid to do that. She owns a part of that company. I don't get paid. And in that way, I am far more noble than Oprah. I think you already know that and see that. But uh, I looked around the room to make sure I wasn't going to get sniped. But uh, yeah. So if you're struggling, go out there and try it. When I started Weight Watchers, I told my closest friends and I said, come on, join, come on, join with me. Because I knew at that point I had lost weight before. So I had enough of an understanding, even though this was my biggest struggle, I had enough of an understanding to understand that I was going to go through with it, right? So I wanted my friends to join me because the people who are my friends who had never been able to lose weight or never is ridiculous, but hadn't been able to lose weight over the last 10 years, the people you keep having the same conversation with, they were struggling. I thought, well, if they start at my beginning, then they can enjoy the results in the same time period that I can. Do I need to tell you that I look radically different than I did then or that I look radically different than them and that they should have joined? But, you know, you can't save people. 
they can only save themselves, uh, as I know from my own addiction and other people's addictions. If you are looking for a way to lose weight, I would say go to Weight Watchers. Don't be afraid to get help. And that sounds like this is the more you know. Do, 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 do. It is that even like me, a guy who hosts his own show by him, for him, with him, I know when it can't all be done by myself. 90% of my life is done on my own. But when I'm starting something new, I can't do it on my own. Well, <laughs> I can. And sometimes, and often I do. But I, I shouldn't necessarily. So if you're one of those proud sons of guns who uh, says, I'm going to bootstrap it, and it hasn't worked before, that's the key. And it hasn't worked before, and it's not going to work again. Don't be afraid to go out there and get help. And the new year part of that is that for whatever reason, group consciousness, um, the beginning of the year does help people. It is not what you're able to do in January. It's what you're able to do in February, March, April, and even May. That's as far as I can go with the months. I used to say when I was a cocky little lad, your summer body is built in the months that aren't summer. <laughs> I didn't say it that clunky. But your summer body is built during the winter. You know? Unless you're 18 years old, you're not going to be able to just spin that rig around on uh, June 1st. It's just not going to happen. You will be so much better off mentally if you can come to terms with the fact that no matter what you want or think, the reality of the situation is that it takes time and effort. Doesn't that suck? Don't you wish there was just a pill that made you feel better and look better? There probably is, but the the uh, the problem with, um, well, let's not say it's a pill, but doing lots of cocaine is, uh, well, sure, you may lose weight, okay? But there's health issues, there's financial issues, it's expensive. So instead of just blowing a bunch of coke, why don't you start thinking about what you're doing in your body right now? right? Instead of blowing <laughs> instead of blowing coke. And understand that on that road to the perfect you, which doesn't exist or exist, on that road to your better self, it's not going to be perfect. Nothing is. There are no straight roads. And don't go like, well, sir, the airport has a runway. Shut up. There are no straight roads. There is no direct line to something. And if you've been alive for a little while, you understand that. So as you are inching towards your goal of making a better you this year, whether it is any of the things that you're thinking right now that I can't think because I'm not in your head or am I, I'm not. Remember that it's okay if it's not perfect. Just make sure the majority of the time you're working toward it. And then you'll be happy. And then you'll, well, you'll be happier and you'll be healthier. And here's another good one for people who are depressed like myself. Even though I'm depressed, when I am sad, when I am angry, whatever it is, I go to the gym, I come back, I see how I look, and I'm proud of that. So even on my worst days, it's not like insult to injury where you're like, I had a horrible day. Work is really pissing me off. They just threw another thing on top of this job that I didn't want to do, and I'm fat, and I need to quit drinking. I just have those first two things. I had a bad day. Work's a pain in the neck. Those two things I couldn't do anything about. 
But those last two things, I need to quit drinking, I need to get in shape, those are done. You see what I'm saying? So as a very adult thing to do, start checking off those things that constantly are nagging you, those little splinters in your brain. Because if you work on that, then those other things don't matter as much, you know? Let's make sure that those things happen and you're taking care of yourself so you can go, you know what, tough day, but hey, look, I've got this in line. This is okay. The past me, the person a year ago, six months ago, two months ago, has been working on this so consistently that at least I have this part of my life in check. And with that, if you haven't noticed yet, I am out of words. So thank you for being here for the newest episode of season two, the first episode of 2020, and what I believe is number 59 of all my episodes. I am Jet Dunlap. This was Psychotherapy. Thank you so much for listening.